0: Welcome to the Akiyama Brothers Song Screen Podcast, hosted by Mark and Landon Akiyama. In episode 31, Mark and Landon journey to another Arabian night in search of an elusive legendary lamp. Follow along as they take you through the Broadway touring musical, Aladdin. Find out more at Akiyamamusic.com. Hi, Mark.
1: Salam and good evening, stranger. <laughs> Hello. Ooh. Have you heard of the spitting box?
0: Oh, is that the camel? And he spits. Watch out. There's the camel. And they spit.
1: <laughs> I forget how it goes exactly. No, but he holds a box at one point, no?
0: I don't know. I just remember Robin Williams saying that. of wonder.
1: Ow, oh, that hurts. The game, the game of wonder. of wonder. Ow, oh, this hurts. The chosen one. The diamond in the rub.
0: All right, nobody wants to listen to us do that. I know, we could do that. (laughs) (laughs) Or do you? That's not interesting Mm -hmm. at all. (laughs) I don't know, Yago. Whatever shall we do? Anyway, if you haven't caught from our references or from the intro, Mark and I are talking about
1: Aladdin. Not Not just any version of Aladdin, but the Broadway touring musical Aladdin. yes. We were talking about this because we recently saw it when it came to the San Diego Civic Theater, so we thought it'd be a good time to talk about Aladdin, and it was great timing because something else about Aladdin also came out this week, uh, which we'll probably get into. Which was, by the way, a new trailer that Disney dropped. For the Disney's live-action Aladdin, and uh, we'll talk about maybe a little bit about our thoughts on it, and... What do we think you might be able to expect from it. I don't know. Yeah, um, how about... Okay, so what are we going to do first? Follow-up. Let's start up with some follow-up.
0: In case you haven't heard yet, Mark and I do have a, uh, a Patreon page if you want to go out and support Mark and I and this podcast. Um, there's several different tiers that or uh, we're open to any kind of other contribution that you would like to make. Either a contribution to... Uh, content suggestions, or you just want to support us in any way. For the top two tiers, you could be a producer, and that would get your name on the episode show notes as one of the producers of the show, or you could also be an announcer if you want to get the opportunity
1: To record one of the intros for one of the episodes. Which means we would uh, work with you one-on-one and you'd get to call us and record the episode intro for that week with us, which is kind of a cool opportunity. Yeah, and then you can show
0: your friends that you've been on a podcast uh okay cool what about what else about the follow-up stuff nothing other than we just want to thank our current patreon members thank you very much for contributing to the song screen podcast as a monthly contributor yes thank we you. very much appreciate it here and it helps keep the podcast going also
1: we want to thank our current listeners on all podcast platforms um big thank you to alex heck again for doing the interview with us with the last episode Uh, It was a lot of fun, and I hope you actually got to listen to the episode, and if you didn't, you should go back and listen to that one.
0: Yes, it's episode 30, Game Composition with Alex Heck.
1: It was really interesting, because we're not game composers, so he was able to talk about how that world is a little bit different and the other kinds of things you have to think about other than writing music for that.
0: If you want more details, I strongly suggest you listen to Alex explain it, because he can do it a lot better than I can right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, and he played a lot of examples too, which was great. And you can hear some of his 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 compositions also in that episode. So we're really glad that he could do the episode with us and that he brought a lot of content with him too.
0: Yeah, it was really cool. He showed you the base layer and then he sur- sh- kind of showed you how that gets built on top of each other and how you can kind of ease in different layers if you're in a vertical composition or something like that. And if all of this is just over your head and you just don't have no idea what Mark and I are talking about, definitely go check out the episode. It's Again, it's episode 30, Game Composition with Alex Heck. We'll also add a uh, a link in the show notes for you, just to click it, and it'll take you right to the episode. And you can devour it whenever you want. That is it for follow-up. Yeah. For this episode, we are talking about
1: Aladdin. There ain't never been a podcast... Hmm. Nah, I can't think of anything. Uh, you, you ain't, ain't never, never had a set of nice, smooth, deep voices like ours. Oh man! But um, this is
0: why we aren't genies.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we're not all powerful beings. No, not yet. I'd do what Jafar did though, and wish to be a genie. That'd be decide. that'd be like the ideal.
0: That's the stupidest thing though. That is not. He, he got trapped in another lamp
1: so no longer free that's how they defeated you J- i know but if he didn't let if he didn't drag iago with him in the movie guess what iago could have rubbed the lamp and boom he would have been out
0: oh damn that's true
1: i know it is true what exactly well too bad that's when not, that's not how
0: events unraveled
1: and then iago could have wished him free and then, then we would have really been in trouble
0: yeah yeah you're right you're right but if we're if we're saying if we're doing what if scenarios why don't we just say what if jafar never
1: existed Wow, that's like my all-time favorite character. How could you do that to me? I don't know. Okay, anyway, well, we're talking about the musical. <laughs> so yeah, the musical. Uh, I I've never seen it before. So, yeah, there were.
0: If you haven't seen the musical, there are some um, drastic changes, sort of.
1: Yeah, to the
0: Disney original animation animated Aladdin. There's the plot is basically the same. You have a street rat becoming a street rat falling in love with the daughter of the Sultan that stays the same, of course, but there's a little bit, um, there's a little bit of deviation in, in
1: his story, his friends. Yeah. Don't tip around it. Let's just say there's all the animals that you came to know and love from the movie. They're gone. There's no Raj. There's no Raja.
0: Raja. It's Raja.
1: Raja. I know Aaron blaze animated him. So we should know that there's no Raja. There's no Abu and there's no Iago. No, exactly. well, it's very
0: hard to train a parrot for Broadway. It, I could imagine it being hard to train a monkey, but, like, extremely difficult, almost impossible, to train
1: a, a tiger for Broadway. I don't know. Okay, but you could have used puppets. But, okay, here's the thing. Um, or should we get into this now? I don't know. No, we're giving
0: them... And then also... A few yeah. other big differences were the songs. So yeah. they added some some songs that were originally written for the movie but just never made the cut. Um, the animated movie, yes. And then there were also a few that were made uh, specifically for this musical. Um, and since,
1: um, to lengthen it, lengthen yeah, the story,
0: yeah, to lengthen the story and kind of do their musical thing. Uh, I mean, because what, like, yeah. Whenever well, a character is trying to express emotion, they do it in song.
1: Yeah. In well, the musical. So if you're basing it off the movie, like Jafar never had a song in the movie. So in the musical, since he's they're trying to expand the storyline to make it a little bit longer, so they gave Jafar a song. Like that kind of thing.
0: And then for the new characters, those new characters kind of get a song too. Yeah. Um but just have no fear. Alan Mankin wrote all the music. Um they just ended up getting a new, a new lyricist. So they had a new lyricist, Chad Begulin, to write new lyrics for the new songs. Um, that you know, that were added. yeah, that were added, in, and they weave them in with the original songs written by Alan Menken, Howard Ashman, and Alan Menken and Tim Rice.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the way that the movie worked was Howard Ashman and and um, and Alan Menken worked on the movie, worked on like the treatment for the movie. They came up with a couple songs and a storyline sort of before Beauty and the Beast was even made, the animated one. Uh, But Disney shelved Aladdin and then they started with Beauty and the Beast. So Beauty and the Beast is one that uh, Howard Ashman died before he finished. So that's why some of the Aladdin songs, because they worked on it before Beauty and the Beast, that's why some of them are written by Alan Macon and Howard Ashman. And then later Tim Rice came in when they picked up Aladdin again to finish the songs for the movie. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. So would you, would you think? Okay. So when we saw the San Diego show in the civic theater, it's actually in orange County. Now the touring version, it's in orange County at the Segerstrom theater. So if you're listening to this and you're in that area or you want to drive up, you should probably go check it out. Um, it should be there for a couple more weeks, I think uh well would you i don't know what'd you think of the what'd you think of the show overall i really liked it okay me too me sort of well mark's
0: mark's a little bit more picky than i am he's he's, yeah
1: he's a hard harsh critic yeah did you okay i was sad that they got rid of the characters like carpet was gone and abu was gone no no, no carpet
0: was there they just didn't talk about oh my carpet. God. Yeah,
1: okay. Carpet was there because they needed carpet for a whole new world, but carpet wasn't like an actual character.
0: By the way, if you are going to go see it uh, up in Orange County, we are going to have spoilers in here. Um, yeah, but again, if you listen to the soundtrack to the musical soundtrack beforehand, you'll already you already, have you already know what the spoilers are. So. Yeah.
1: Okay, but see, my thing was I wasn't necessarily comparing it to the movie. All the time, but because you and I have seen, since we live in California and we've seen the Disney, the the show that they had playing at the Hyperion Theater in Disneyland, California, for so long before Frozen came, the live action or the live musical Frozen, they had Aladdin running for, I don't know, maybe 15 years or something. For a very long time. Yeah, so it's been at that theater and we've seen it. So we've seen it done live on stage. So I kept thinking about, well, why couldn't they do, why couldn't they have carpet? Because in the Disneyland version, they had somebody dressed up as carpet. Um, and she, I think there was usually a female and she would do like a lot of gymnastics and acrobatics and stuff. And it was more of a, a mime role because carpet doesn't speak. So I was like, that'd be really cool if they did did a cooler costume for that character in the actual Broadway show. But well, I guess that's not a thing. So I was disappointed by that. Also, Iago in the Disneyland one was a parrot, and he was a puppet, puppeteered by somebody who would put the parrot on Jafar's shoulder and stuff once in a while. Um, but in this one, who was Iago in this one?
0: It was a uh, he was an actor, which I can't think of the actor's name off the top of my head, but he was basically an actor that
1: changed. He 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 mimicked Iago in some ways. Jay Parenata was the actor in our in the show that we saw, the touring one. Wow, well, it sounds like Jay Parrot. Yeah, so he was a he was an actual person who was just uh, Jafar's like henchman. And they actually made a joke about, they were like, oh, when Jafar says to Iago, he's like, don't parrot everything I say. And then everybody laughed because he used to be a parrot. Um, I just thought he was kind of annoying.
0: Yeah. I thought he was too.
1: Like he was Jafar's comic relief, but there was already comic relief in the genie. And before that, there was already comic relief in Aladdin's three new best friends, whose names I can't remember. Omar. Babkak. And Hazim. Yeah, exactly. Oh, There's a whole Kasim, song on them. Kasim, Kasim yeah, that's right. There's a whole song on them. And it was a pretty boring and unmemorable song. But it was, it's weird the way they worked it in. Um,
0: well, I I see why they had it because they want. I mean, these are three pretty large supporting characters now in the musical, yeah. so they did. I mean, they they since they had those roles, they were big roles. They kind of merited a song. Um, so
1: also yeah, you know, so they replace Abu with his three best friends, sort of, which. Like To me, that kind of takes away from him being a loner and a street rat and having nobody to talk to and everything and feeling like an outsider because he has this circle of friends already. So why doesn't he just stay at like one of their houses or something? Also, well, they're dressed way nicer than him.
0: Well, to be fair, in a, in the Disney original animation, in, uh, 19, uh, in the animated Disney movie, ninety-two one, yeah. Yeah, 1992, all of his friends were like animals, but they were all outsiders. And these guys in the musical, they're all outsiders too, and they still have to thieve to survive. Yeah, that's
1: true. But so, they're still dressed way better than him.
0: Yeah, but there are some parallels between the characters and his and the animated friends like uh, Abu. Yeah. And carpet. Um, yeah. I thought you know it was it was they added a little nice more more of a more depth to Aladdin as a character. Yeah. Um, they just kind of like the. His friends were 2D, but them being there and the way that they interacted with Aladdin made him more of a 3D kind of character that gave him some more of a backstory that, oh, you know, he's, it doesn't make sense that there's only one street rat in all of Agrabah. Thank you. In all of Agrabah. Agrabah.
1: Yeah. Um. What else? Let me see. Before we get into the songs, I just wanted to talk about this stuff while I'm still on the top of my head. Oh, how would you like Jasmine? What would you think of Jasmine? I liked her. Um she's played by Lisa De Guzman in our version. I thought she talked like a talk show host or a game show host. Yeah. It was kind of annoying.
0: I think uh I think she did a good job. I I don't know if that's the way that they directed her, but there was something um she was her voice was kind of harsh and it sounded like she was kind of pretending to be a princess. Um, it was almost, it was like in, in the higher, she was spoken like a higher register. And if you've ever been to Disneyland and if you ever go wait in line to get the princess's signatures or something, which all the little kids do. I do that. Yeah, Mark does that. He's the
1: kid. No, I don't. Kid.
0: Um, wow. Uh, they, those, those princess actors, they speak very high-pitched, yeah, but um, it, like yeah. it's soft and high pitched and that's kind of how how Jasmine this Jasmine was Lisa De Guzman
1: except she since you know Jasmine is more of a um it sounded like she was mocking being like mocking the way princesses talk though.
0: I didn't, I didn't think so. I mean, it it just sounded like it just sounded like it was being a little forced. Yeah. Uh especially when she sang She didn't do it so much when she sang, but maybe it was just her vocal tonality. that just sounded a little bit harsh, especially when she was doing harmonies with Aladdin. Um, The guy that played Aladdin was Clinton Greenspan. I just thought their voices did not blend very well. No. um, Especially during A Whole New World, which we can get into later.
1: Yeah. I also didn't think they really had any chemistry together. They were kind of just talking to each other. Talking at each other. Well, especially she was just talking at him, kind of.
0: Acting. Don't you know, acting is all about listening?
1: Acting's all about reacting. I don't know. We're not actors, so what do we know? <laughs> hey, but she was saying stuff like... I just repeat stuff that I hear. Like, this is the way she would deliver a line. She would be like, a princess must do this. A princess must do that. And I was like, are of, you are you mocking somebody? Of course, Mark is exaggerating a little bit. Not by much. <laughs> well, Not a, by much, No. <laughs> According to his standard he's he's not exaggerating but Okay, what about this? When she, when he asks Do you trust me? She was like, I don't know why, but yes I was like, Oh. Okay, so what else is behind curtain number two? Well it's funny, I did
0: when I was walking out I did hear <laughs> like these two um
1: two attendees, they were like, She's really forcing it. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, okay. I, I, huh? So she wasn't just like that for our night, I guess. No. Oh, oh, you said attendees. I thought you said. Well, yeah, yeah, two two people in the audience yeah.
0: that that were behind me. <laughs> uh, they were they were in front of me walking out of the theater, and I heard them saying that during intermission. And I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of kind of have to agree with them,
1: uh, but <laughs> I don't know why. But yes, <laughs> yeah. and it's a new car. Bit, get it. <laughs> Wow, you're funny. Okay, anyway, should we just get into the songs now tonight? Yes, yeah, let's we should just it. get into the songs. Okay. So the overture actually was really, really cool. So it was cool because um, for touring shows for this one, they have a set of musicians that tour with them, but then they also list like the San Diego musicians that they hired for this this specific location. So um, it was kind of cool They had you know, a couple trumpets uh, Alternate percussionist Clarinet, oboe, violinist Flute, piccolo, cello Those kind of things were hired locally So not all of the orchestra members Tour with the show Which I thought was interesting I didn't know that um, Anyway, but that was because We were talking about that while Oh, the overture, that's right I thought the overture was really cool And I like the arrangement for that It was very exciting Because they they play the overture while the main curtain is down still. And it really gets you excited for, like, oh my gosh, it's Aladdin. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I just saw the movie. Okay, I'm done talking about the overture. Okay. What else? Arabian Nights, that's the next song, the opening one. So Arabian Nights is actually uh, sung by Genie. So Genie is the one who introduces us to Agrabah and kind of invites you into the town.
0: Yeah, and that one, they kind of used that song to to edit uh, some of the previous lyrics um, in a way to resolve any kind of controversy in the film. Like, you know, any kind of plot holes and stuff like that. They just used the, uh, this Arabian night sung by the genie to give you an overview of what you're about to see in the story of Aladdin that, that will unfold before yeah. your eyes.
1: I actually really liked it because it involved a lot of the ensemble cast too, and it turned into a big, a big dance number as opposed to in the film where it's just the one weary traveler trying to sell you watches and a box of spit.
0: Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, I
1: guess I see For why. They, yeah, it was great. I yeah, loved they it. started out with a big musical. Yeah, number. it was really cool. Mm-hmm. So that was a fun one, and then you get into the the one jump ahead. The one jump. I steal only what I can't afford. And that's everything. Except I don't have a monkey.
0: So that was sung by Aladdin and the ensemble. Mm-hmm. Uh, lyrics were written by Tim Rice. Yeah. That one was, it's pretty much basically what oh, you... All movie, yeah. Yeah, what you expect from from the animated movie. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So, loved it. Awesome. Great. Moving on. Uh, so, the One Jump Ahead reprise, that's the one in the movie where... Um, it's Aladdin's kind of like ballad song so it's kind of his I want song in the movie it's a really short brief version uh, it goes like this riff rough, street rap I don't buy that if only That, this one actually sort of in the show goes into Proud of Your Boy which was written by Howard Ashman also and so this is the one that was supposed to be in the movie also, right Landon?
0: Yeah, this one, it was originally meant to be in... The animated movie, but they they took it out for some reason, I guess, maybe to crunch down on time or it didn't help uh, progress the story in any way. Um, So this one, again, it gives you more uh, depth in in, uh, Aladdin's character.
1: Oh, I remember why they took this one out. It's because when they first were writing the film, it was a completely different version uh, where he still had a mom. So this song was kind of in there also. Um, but then they were having so many problems with the story. They brought in a pair of, of writers for the film to help, help with the storyline. And right away they said, you have to get rid of the mom. So they cut the mom and made him in more of an orphan child. <laughs> you mean <laughs> a full on orphan instead of only being. He went all the way. <laughs> and then, so this song kind of, I don't think they wanted to have any mention of the mom anymore in the film because I think. And they just wanted you to feel like Aladdin was definitely alone and didn't have anybody except a monkey, um, which he somehow trained and put a hat on and a vest. Uh, I mean, he
0: befriended the monkey and then the monkey felt like he owed him his life. of practice. Okay, Daffy
1: Duck. I know it's not supposed to sound like they actually hired a there was an actor in the movie that did all of a booze sounds. I forget his name. I can't remember the voice actor's name. Um, anyway, back to the musical Oh, yeah, okay, so it goes into Proud of Your Boy Should we play a little bit of that? Okay, so here's a little clip of Proud of Your Boy
0: Proud of your boy I'll make you proud of your boy Believe me, bad as I've been, ma You're in for a pleasant surprise This song wasn't Didn't start out being one of my favorites But it quickly kind of grew on me Um. still not a... Fr- favorite of mine yeah. from the uh from the originals, but it, it feels like it fits better than uh better than some
1: of the other uh, it newer does feel ones like they added. Yeah. It does feel like it still fits the tapestry of the original Aladdin movie. Yeah. Because it was written back then by Howard Ashman also. But I so I think and I had already heard this song before, like years ago. Um so I was kind of expecting this one and I I like this one.
0: Yeah, but one of the one of the songs that doesn't feel like it fits the tapestry. No, is uh, these palace walls. This is the one that Jasmine and her attendants sing, and it's written yeah. by Chad Biguilin Begu- Bigulin. I'm gonna be messing up that name all episode. Sorry, guys. It's absurd. Souter's talk of love, but it's an act merely meant to throw me. How can someone love me? when all is said and done it's time for a desperate measure so i should yeah I- this one kind of just it doesn't settle very well with the rest of the songs so it kind of it kind of sticks out as a
1: as a weird add-on i guess yeah but i i get why you need a song there it's it's for the part of the musical where Right before Jasmine decides she has to leave the palace. Um, So obviously that's an important decision. So we have to sing about it. Except this song doesn't really feel like it's... It doesn't feel like she's motivating the reason why she left. Like it feels like, oh, we need her to have a song right here because she's one of the characters. So here's a song. It doesn't feel like it's an actual I want song. You know what I mean, Landon? I don't know. What do you think? To be honest, I don't even remember this song.
0: <laughs> I just...
1: The lyrics, just to me, aren't, like, clever. They're not... They're very surface level, and they feel less sophisticated than the originals, like Friend Like Me, or uh, even Arabian Nights, even. Uh, or even One Jump. Like, the way the way that the uh, the... I don't know what you call it. The smartness of the rhyme. What the heck do you call that? The rhyming uh, scheme. Yeah. Like the rhyme scheme doesn't even feel as. Sophisticated or intelligent as. The originals. Well, it it, feels a little cheap.
0: The rhyme scheme sounds very musical, musical esque. like it's meant for Broadway. Um, Maybe. I mean, just I'm just saying in the sense of the way that she ends that behind these palace. Walls. yeah um it's like the way that it's punctuated and like the emphasis and and where the where the where the where the, ry- where the rhythm lands on the beats it doesn't it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like it could be made into a, a kind of disney pop song like the like these other ones like one jump ahead that one's a little bit more uh i want to say pop-esque um Or, like, you know, at least back in the 1990s pop-esque, kind of 2000s I think
1: I know what you mean. Like, the new songs feel like they sit really well for theater. Yes. But the old songs are very clearly written for film.
0: Yes, that's where I'm going with this. And they just
1: don't mix well together. Like, for one jump, you have him singing about all these scenarios because guess what the animators have to do. They have to show him jumping from different buildings and landing in different scenarios and stuff. So they're very like film oriented where you can actually show a lot of stuff happening in the animated scene. Whereas on stage you kind of just have somebody singing, walking around talking about how sad their life is, even though she's a princess.
0: Yeah. I like that they gave Jasmine a song though. I just don't like the song. Yeah, I yeah, the song isn't the best, but I like that they were trying to give Jasmine a little bit more depth as a character. I agree. Um, but for for the trying to do it in this in this way or or how they did it with this song um doesn't tell us anything new about her as a character. We just understand that she, her dad she feels is, trapped. Yeah, her dad is a little little overprotective. He's a hovercraft parent. He's a little overbearing. Well, more overbearing than you might say um you're trying to get her to pick a husband. Marry a prince. Yeah.
1: Prince Ali. Um Anyway, yeah. But I think that's why the 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 new songs and the old songs don't feel like they mesh well together. is because one's very very clearly written for stage and one's very clearly written for film. I think that's why. I don't know. Let's explore that. Anyway, what's the next song? Abkak Omar Aladdin Kasim. Ah, oh, this one was
0: actually supposed to be in the movie too. It was written by ha- Howard Ashman. Yeah, Who's was actually supposed to be in there.
1: How? That means he had friends in one of the original scripts.
0: I guess so. And then later on, these friends got turned into animals and carpets.
1: Oh, they got combined into a boo.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I
1: um, or maybe something like that.
0: Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I could Hard see. To tell. I could see for a movie-wise, you want to you kind of want you want to focus more on the main character um and have
1: especially for a short 90 minute film
0: yes yeah. and especially for an animated film where you know that's a lot more work for these animators that have to animate three more additional lead supporting or like Not only supporting that, characters yeah
1: they would have had to create the way that these characters look new character designs
0: yeah and all of that in the world of animation takes a lot of time a lot and of money. time and money and talent yeah. Um so so I like that I like it in the movie they kind of did away with these three additional characters the friends of Aladdin um but I'm glad that they did bring him back for the musical yeah uh just because I think it would be very hard to execute um a talking monkey on stage <laughs> or uh, have you seen Lion King okay well those are puppets exactly and
1: humans or a human inside a puppet but anyway so what does this song do? What's the point of this song in the musical? There's a very specific point.
0: I don't know. You tell us, Mark.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you knew. Okay. So this is the market song, really, that gets all the people involved. And it's the song where Aladdin meets Jasmine because she she ventures out and escapes the palace to the marketplace. So she meets Aladdin in this song. That's really the only reason the song is in there.
0: I'm just imagining their, their big character... Character Disney eyes looking at each other, like in the in the animated movie, like Aladdin's eyes. Yeah, Aladdin's eyes just widen to like half of his face uh, when he sees Jasmine. It's it's (laughs) wow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and then you have a boo who's not in there anyway. Yeah, so this song was that. um, It's basically. Aladdin and his three friends singing about how they're the three best friends that anybody ever had. A good pals, blood brothers, me and three others. That Omar. Aladdin. Hussein. Yeah, and these are
0: two bas- the, his friends are basically just 2D characters meant to prop up Aladdin's Yeah, character. one guy
1: loves food, the other guy is afraid of every situation for and one guy thinks he's all that. Yeah. And then Aladdin
0: yeah, so, so, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, but moving on, this song was me. What's the next one? A Million Miles Away. Okay. I kind of like this song after listening to it like 10 times after I saw the show. But when I saw the show, I just really did not like Jasmine singing. And I think that's why I didn't like it. So what? Wait, what? Hang on. What moment is this though?
0: Uh, isn't this when he brings her to his house? Well, I mean, you, before he saves her from getting her hand cut off at the market. No, this is after. Exactly. I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say after after Aladdin saves Jasmine, they go into song as they're running away from the palace guards.
1: Okay, I take it back. I like this song, <laughs> <laughs> sort of, because what it does um it's the ballad song between the two main characters and it's
0: wait 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 isn't there already a ballad song called a
1: whole new world it is oh you're right Uh uh-oh i was gonna okay here's what i was gonna say though i was gonna say this song gives them something that they realize that they bond over like her feeling trapped and him feeling like he has nowhere to go no escape actually both of them that way yeah hmm but, okay, hmm. So what's yeah, what's a whole new world for then? I don't know,
0: but Okay, hang on.
1: This this is where they bond before Aladdin knows who she is as a uh, princess and before she knows who Aladdin is. Yeah, cuz a whole new world he knows she's a princess and she thinks he's a prince. So this is before all that. So okay, I guess yeah, okay, the important part of this part song is then they bond when they're their most truest form Yeah? Uh what's a better way to say that?
0: They bond without being in any
1: disguises. They bond yes. with who they really they are. are. Yeah. They fall in love with who they really are deep down inside. Which I don't we know. Got a little newsies there.
0: When you break it down like when you break it down like that, a whole new world really Really does the same thing, just a whole lot better. Uh,
1: <laughs> you're right. Because <laughs> again,
0: again, they go away from the palace. they fly yeah, on right. a magic carpet. Yeah, Aladdin is more of himself. Yeah, uh, Jasmine let can like lets of, her guard down. Yeah, lets her guard down and doesn't doesn't have to be as defensive because her dad isn't around and yeah. she's not pressured to you know find a suitor. Uh, and they just they just go explore the lake. Horses and and up in the sky above the clouds.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well. Wow. We haven't even gotten to the genie yet. Maybe we should get to the genie.
0: Yeah. So, okay. Well. Wait, wait. 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 What? Diamond in the? Are we going uh, bit by bit? Song by song? Or? Yeah.
1: Sure. Let's do that. Fine.
0: Okay. Then there's oh, another yes. new one. Diamond in the rough, written by Chad beguilin
1: Beneath the dirt and patches. A
0: diamond in the rough. Anyway, this one's sung by Jafar, Iago, and Aladdin, and this is really weird what moment is this? Mark? Oh, it's when Jafar and Iago are trying to coax Aladdin
1: into going, going into a dark cave.
0: Yeah, going into a deep dark cave. So, folks, don't do what—don't do what strangers ask you to do. Just, just period. especially
1: even if they sing it to you in a song. Like, it's not worth it. Yeah. Don't do it, especially if the song is as bad as this one. <laughs> I really, really hated the song, especially when it was playing. I was like, can we just get over Jafar's song, please, now? Because this is not good at all.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the bad guy song fits better and should have been just
1: Prince Ali yeah, standalone. Um, the one that goes, Prince Ali, as it is he, but not as you know him. That one, the reveal. Yeah. I don't think Jafar needs another song.
0: I don't think he does either. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's meh. Anyway, on to the one I really want to get to.
1: Friend like me. Can you give me a a
0: Yes, this one was written by Howard Ashman, and as you know, it's sung by the Genie, Aladdin, and the ensemble. Uh
1: Uh-huh, so who played our Genie? Genie, in our version, the touring one, was Major Attaway, and he -hmm. was, he was, I always say he was the highlight of the show. Yeah, he was very good. He was awesome, he was great. His jokes were so funny, and he had a great singing voice, great stage presence, he was all over the place. Yeah, tens across the board. Larger than life.
0: His jokes were very relevant very very with the times it was really good
1: yeah he was a genius (laughs) he even made that joke joke. yeah Yeah. so i didn't make that up i didn't coin no tm for me uh (laughs) tm means trademark yes (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah this is a great song um i thought the illusions during this song were really good yeah i liked them we don't want to spoil any in case you go see it but it the set for this is very elaborate also it looks oh, awesome oh yes and there's fireworks at the end yeah sparklers um, is really good. Don't spoil it, man. That's not really a spoiler. It w- you just—I didn't give away any of the specific. It's magic tricks like I didn't know there.
0: I didn't know there were pyrotechnics until you said so. Okay, yes. Right. If you're,
1: if you're <laughs> allergic to smoke or fog, please wait outside in the lobby.
0: Because <laughs> you're, you're, you're pretty much
1: everywhere. <laughs> Thank you for riding air carpet and enjoy your stay. Oh my gosh. Okay. Too yeah. many movie quotes. Uh yes. This was a great song, great moment, and it lasted. It was at least a seven minute song, right? Yeah, ah, yeah, it was very it good. It was very good. It was
0: a great way to end Act One. This was the end of Act One? Yeah.
1: Kind of. Well, I mean, okay. There's an Act One finale after that, but that like wraps it up a little bit. But yes, it's a seven and a half minute song and it's great. Um, they lengthened it from the movie. Uh, there's a lot of different uh, arrangements cues that they took um, some quotes of other Disney songs that you would love. Um, So yeah, that was basically all of act one. You're just waiting to see the genie. So, and you get it definitely. Um, Yeah. And then act one ends with a a little wrap up song that kind of sets Aladdin up for about to come in as Prince Ali. And then the next number
0: to open up act two is Prince Ali written by Howard Ashman, sung by genie,
1: Babcat Omar
0: Kasim and the ensemble
1: yep so no giant elephant because there's no Abu uh no magic carpet because there's no magic carpet um you don't even see Aladdin until the very end of the song like literally the last verse not even that like the last chorus the last mention of Prince Ali in the song he shows up in a chair uh it was I was kind of disappointed by it. It wasn't as a big fanfare moment as I thought it should be.
0: If they had an elephant, that would have fixed it.
1: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but I'm guessing due to uh, budget
0: constraints,
1: they well, couldn't, okay. at they the couldn't Disney hire one. At the Disneyland show, they had him come in on an elephant like it was a puppet elephant. That was being pushed.
0: Yeah, but, but that's was, that's cool.
1: That's the Disney version. I know, yeah, but on stage for this show, I thought they could do that, but do it in a really cool, elaborate way with, like, an awesome-looking elephant and bunch of costumes and ensemble characters dancing around, something like that. But, but then, you know,
0: I guess that might break the illusion because if you show the elephant, the elephant... What became the elephant? Well, let's see. Abu turned into the elephant. Yeah, but we don't need to know the genie.
1: But we don't need to know where the elephant came from. So that might. I
0: mean, yeah. But for those that remember, okay. Abu, time out. I mean, that does kind of take you out of the uh, out of the illusion of the musical.
1: But for an opening number for Act Two, I was expecting something bigger, other than Aladdin coming in at the last second of the song.
0: Well, then I was I was actually expecting for the next song an actual magic carpet.
1: I was too because guess what we're at now A Whole New World A Whole New World Yeah Yeah, um, lyrics by Tim Rice sung by Aladdin and Jasmine Yeah, this song is great The arrangement I thought was weird They extended it a little bit but they did a funky key change thing And they also did they did a timing change
0: It felt like they pushed the timing of this song uh, you know a lot faster. Notice it was very noticeably faster.
1: Um It wasn't as relaxed and yeah. like lullabyish.
0: Yeah, the movie one, it's it's relaxed, it's got a very good pace, it's melodic like a pace where the melody really shines. This one, the melody just felt crunched. Um so it
1: didn't it didn't quite the notes didn't breathe as well, I thought. And their voices, our two actors did not mesh well together especially very at the at the
0: the very end during the last um, the last refrain or the last stanza whatever you want to call it uh, that's that's kind of where their voices are a little bit more exposed by softer music softer accompaniment Um, and you could kind of hear how harsh uh, Lisa de Guzman the actress that played Jasmine how harsh her voice is yeah Um, and it didn't it just didn't mesh it didn't blend well with um, with with Aladdin, Aladdin, Clinton, you know. Greenspan, um, which I mean, I can't. You know, it that could is be it, the way it is. Yeah, yeah. it could be fifty-fifty. Like, it could have been fifty percent Aladdin and fifty percent Jasmine's fault. Um, but the, the problem is, just their voices together didn't blend very well for that. For the majority of that song, and then that ending bit just really showed yeah. how bad it
1: was. If you want to hear. Well, our version isn't on the track actually, but they have the whole Broadway, the Broadway cast recording available on Apple Music. So if you want to go listen to these arrangements and stuff, go ahead. Okay, so the intro of this song they added a whole new intro. Um, I guess because just setting it up as a scene where do you trust me? Yes, um, wasn't good enough. So they, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I guess well, for that musical was it. purposes it wasn't long enough. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so they added like a whole new musical section where it just. You know what song it's leading to? You're like, don't you that feel out. trapped
0: behind these walls? Don't you? Oh,
1: yeah. It's, it kind of sounds like Beauty and the Beast. Anyway, yeah. um, I just want you to get the whole new world. But anyway, what I did love was the orchestration. So it starts off with um, after you get past the intro, the um, the main melody part of a whole new world. It, you have the percussion instrument, the katales, which are these gold discs. They're like real thick metal discs, and they sound sort of like. Uh, twinkly chime sort of um, bell glockenspiel style thing, but they're very specific sounding. Um, They have a really like bright ring to them and they ring for forever. Um, So I really like that they use that. I can show you the world. Shining, shimmering, splendid. And what they did keep was the, the piano melody that starts it off the. And then, um, which is actually kind of goes back to the movie where when Alan Menken's orchestrator was working on the arrangement for the movie version, um, they were having problems with how they wanted to get into the song. So the orchestrator suggested um, that they just use the piano part because he really liked the the piano opening that Alan Macon was doing. And then he would slowly layer in the orchestra um, throughout the first verse. And so that seems like that that's the way that they decided to keep it for the musical, which I really like. Yeah, it's pretty. The other thing I did like was the um, the scenery for this song. Minus the moon that turns into the world for some reason. Because I think the carpet has air masks and oxygen tanks that they can leave our atmosphere.
0: They just, they just wanted to emphasize... A whole
1: new world? Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> um, They're going to Mars. The stars Next. and stuff were really pretty. What I did miss, though, from the Disneyland version is the like the ensemble actors and the Disneyland one would carry pyramids and like walk through the fog. Oh yeah, I so, remember that. Yeah, so it looked like they're traveling through different worlds yeah. or different areas of the world at least yeah. and um there was nothing like that at all. They had like a a blue sheet in the fog um in the fog machine that I guess was supposed to be clouds moving or water, I don't really know, but they didn't have anything else it was just them flying around on the it could have been
0: water and a marine layer yeah sure we are in california
1: yeah (laughs) awesome um so that was a little like kind of lackluster and me but the star background was pretty the twinkling stars and the big moon just didn't like when it turned into the world
0: anyway yeah i just want to say overall the sets for this musical were phenomenal they were amazing sets
1: and costumes were awesome. oh yes
0: yes like every costume had sequins up the wazoo
1: there were so many layers to these costumes i don't know how these people were doing these quick changes it was ridiculous yeah or or like how they were breathing yeah they look beautiful yeah and then aladdin's costume when he turns into the prince with the short cape i was like i want that i need that i need that (laughs) and then he came back in act two with a longer cape i was like ew I also really like Jafar's costume. I want to be Jafar for Halloween. I've yeah. already got the beard. I really, and the
0: bros. I, I really like the genie's costume. He had these yeah. big, giant, kind of puffy pants. Puffy pants. Yeah, puffy pants, and the pants were all sequin, so it was very cool. It was, it was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, it was really neat. He actually had two different costumes as the genie. Well, he had a couple, but the one when he has the introduction song is a totally different costume. It's still blue, but it's a different style costume than when he comes out and you meet him as the genie from The Lamp. It's just something I noticed in one of the the behind-the-scenes videos. Oh, actually, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes videos of the Broadway version, them getting ready and, and stuff like that. So we'll make sure to put links in that stuff if you're interested. So the next two songs, High Adventure, is sung by his friends where they're trying to rescue him. It was an okay song. It was really boring.
0: Written by Ashman.
1: That was written by Ashman.
0: Lyrics were written by Ashman. Yes. Ooh, yeah. it's disappointing, but okay.
1: It was a cool sequence because it's like a fight scene with swords and stuff, like a really, really long one. Um, which at the end of it doesn't—they don't really get anywhere anyway. So whatever. Um, somebody's got your back. What? What was this one? This what, didn't
0: they sing this while they were all in prison, locked up? Maybe.
1: Oh yeah. What was that moment about? Can we get rid of these silly moments? I don't
0: know. But anyway, it was written by Chad (laughs) Begoilen. You're
1: going to keep saying his name like that. Yeah, because Um, I I don't
0: know. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. So I'm just going to parody the way I'm I'm, my accent. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, so this one was where a song that he sings with his friends about how they're all friends. Yes, and then there's a Proud of Your Boy reprise. Okay, so the next song, Proud of Your Boy reprise, is Aladdin um, basically admitting that he's a fraud and he's going to make up for it and tell Jasmine the truth, which he never gets a chance to because the next song happens where the sultan announces him as Prince Ali. And then that leads us into the next song, which is one of my favorite songs, the Jafar's reprise of Prince Ali, where... He takes over and exposes Aladdin in front of everybody and puts him to shame. And then Jafar takes the lamp and everything, which is good news because the hero wins at the end, finally.
0: So I think Mark and I pretty much covered all our dislikes, all of our wait, wait I'm not likes, except for what Mark wants to say right now.
1: Also, real quick, fun fact, Jafar in the original Broadway cast, who is on the Broadway cast recording, um, is the original voice of Jafar from the movie, the animated film. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Jonathan. Jonathan.
0: Jonathan, Freeman. Freeman. Jonathan Jonathan Freeman. Freeman.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you liked hearing Jafar's voice, he does this version in the musical cast recording also. Now I'm done. Awesome.
0: Out of here. So, just to wrap it up, I would say that overall, I really liked the the, the musical version um, and what they did at the Civic Theater with these actors and actresses. Um, the sets that they had on this touring Broadway show were, were like just phenomenal. I was blown away by how well they looked, how well they were designed, how well they functioned with each other, like moving in and out.
1: Um, Especially knowing that. These shows have to be portable and have to go to different theaters.
0: Yeah, yeah, really, and like, and fit in all the varying theaters yeah. that they're in, that they that they show in. It was really great sets. I w- I was really happy with how they how they looked. Um, all the costumes, like I, I got a ton of ton of people saying, telling me how amazing the costumes were, and that was probably one of the things that one of the best comments that I've heard about the show. Were um, how well the costumes were designed and and how well they looked. Um, music wise, Mark and I both think that the the orchestration for this musical uh, was really well done. Um, that might be due in part because Alan Menken wrote the music for all of this, um, for the whole the whole musical, uh, and then additional lyrics were by uh, Chad Beguelin for some of the newer songs that they wrote specifically for the musical, and then um also songs that were cut from the movie but restored for the musical were written by howard ashman and oh yeah and tim rice (laughs) duh anyway is there anything you want to say mark
1: um i will say i was a little disappointed by the ending of the show because if you go see it you'll kind of know why jafar isn't as Big of a problem to defeat, as he was in previous iterations, but well, I, I don't want to spoil anything. Because we were both expecting something... Similar to the Disneyland version, yeah. Yeah, and the, and and it didn't turn out how we thought it would. It's actually kind of quick, which I don't know, but um, there were really good moments in the show. Uh, it really doesn't disappoint still. Genie is awesome, and I would say Genie is definitely worth seeing.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think um, I would I would definitely go see it again. Um, even even I would definitely go see the cast, the cast that we saw again, um, despite despite the small stuff that we just didn't like. Um, yeah, we did get a little bit nitpicky about some stuff, but, you know, that's our job. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We are critics, by the way. So, I mean, <laughs> a, kinda. we're like critics. I don't know. Hmm. We'd like to talk about the music, though. So that's really what we thought about the music, though. We didn't want to sugarcoat it at all. Because we never do, um, but if you can't see the touring show or the Broadway version, guess what's coming out soon? Aladdin the live action movie. Yeah, uh huh. And the newest trailer actually, um, as we're recording this, it was uh, they released it earlier today, and we'll put a link, a link um, from Will Smith's YouTube because he does a fun, funny little intro in the beginning. So you should watch that version. Uh, if you want to get like a slight look at some of the sets and his costume for the show, um, I will say I don't, I think I know people are like jumping to conclusions, uh, really quickly, at least from the original teaser trailers and stuff. I think it's going to be good. When we saw the trailer today, it looks, um, it's kind of looks like a mix of like the pirates, the original pirates of the Caribbean style action chase sequence style um, where it's a lot of close camera work um, running through cities and streets and stuff of Agrabah. It looks really exciting, the the action. And then the song that they do have in the trailer, A Whole New World, the version of it, it sounds very similar and close to like the animated uh, animated recording. So if you're fans of the animated one, I think you're going to like it. Plus, I think Will Smith is going to be good.
0: Yeah, I'm a fan of Will Smith. I like his acting. I think he's a very good actor. Um I did I I was surprised at how they in the trailer, how they kind of animated his legs out um as a genie in, in some of the tricks. Um
1: I don't think it's as bad as people originally thought it would look though. Yeah, neither do I. I think The trailer looks good. It looks yeah. really good. Yeah, and uh I'm I, optimistic about it. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I
0: haven't really liked any of Disney's live action movies um, any of the ones that have come out yet. Uh, but this one, I, I, I can't say I'm looking forward to this one. This one is, uh, looks better than those ones. And and I'm excited to see it.
1: It looks like it really stays in li- along the same lines as the animated one. It looks like, like a nice thorough adaptation, um, for live action. Like the action sequences look like, Looks like there's actually a point to do it in live action rather than um, leaving the animated one. Like it looks like, yeah, I'm done talking. (laughs) Anyway, we'll put a link to the trailer. Um, So you should definitely check it out. It looks really good. It's very exciting. The one thing I'll say is I don't think Jafar is sinister looking enough, but whatever. We'll see.
0: But yet we will see in May because it's coming out on May 24th, I think. But guess
1: what? They kept all the animals in there. You got the tiger, you got Abu, you got the carpet, um, even Iago. So I'm kind of excited that they kept all the animals in. Oh, and they even updated the way the lamp looks. Like, in it's really brief, but when you see the genie coming out of the lamp, you see the top of the lamp is kind of like clear and crystally, so you can see the blue smoke around. Oh yeah, like transparent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, it looks good, and um, all anyway. right. Well, that's it for episode 31 of this
0: Song to Screen podcast. Again, these are your hosts, Mark and Landon Akiyama. You can follow us on Instagram. I'm Landon underscore Akiyama, and Mark is
1: Mark Mark underscore Akiyama.
0: And you can always find our show notes at akiyamamusic.com slash podcast, or you can also swipe down your podcast player to view the show notes and the additional links. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page If you love what we do and you like listening to us for each episode, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and also think about contributing. Um, We would really appreciate it and it would mean a lot to us. And it just, it goes back into the podcast and helps us uh, better each episode.
1: And as always, if you feel like it, uh, give us a rating or a review or write us an email and let us know what you think. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. Thank Thank you. Thank you for listening. All right. Bye. I am out of here. Where are you going next? I'm going to do. De- no, I forget what the genie says. Anyway. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Bye. See ya.